Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to bring to you a fantastic guest who who I just teased is way busier than I am these days. And I'm super, super impressed. Her name is Lynn Golodner, and she has got a brand new book out. And we're going to be talking about that and a bunch of things. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm really excited to have you because uh, I, I love, I, first of all, obviously, I love talking to fellow authors and hearing all of the things that you're doing and hearing about your your writing journey and and the how and why of everything. And uh, as, as it shows on the bottom here, you've got a lot more stuff going on. You're a, a writing coach. You're a host of your own talk uh, podcast, talk show, podcast, <laughs> the whole works. Um, so let's kind of go down the line. Let's kind of go way back a little bit and talk to me about um, how you became a writer and, and what inspired you. You know, it's funny. So as this book just came out, which was my ninth book, my first novel, and my mom has been saying, oh, she was six years old when she started writing. And I'm like, oh, so there's a definite like time, you know? Um, I mean, I've always been a big reader, love storytelling. And I remember lots of times when I was a kid that I would tote a little you know, journal with me and um, write down little poems, story skits, things like that. Um, writing is really how I make sense of the world. And so I, I have lots of times in my youth where writing was my outlet. It was my exploration, my creativity, um, my way to sort of figure out what I thought about things too and what I believed. But my mom says it started at, a, at age six, so we're gonna go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And and that's a thing. And, I, and obviously you're an avid reader too, right? Devoured like everything you get your hands on. And yeah. I remember being yelled at as a kid to stop reading. Like I was, you know, every family get together. Like I was the, had my, my nose buried in a book and, and all of those things literally pretty much too, because I couldn't see, and we didn't know that yet that I was, you know, pretty oh. close to blind. So it was like right up there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, um, so now you just released, it was a uh, September 26th, right? Their yeah. release date for your new book. It's called, yeah. uh, women of valor. And let's see. And I think we have a picture of it here. It's probably going to go like right on top of us, but I'm doing it anyway. Yes, yep. there it is. I know we have to like scooch to the side here. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and there it is. Women of Valor. Tell me a little bit about uh, how that book came about. Yeah. So Women of Valor, um, I actually started writing it under a different title in 2011 and uh, wrote about 60 pages and sort of stalled. And, you know, I was also, my kids were little. I was, uh, I have a marketing business and that was really busy. And so I just put it aside and I've always wanted to write fiction actually wrote another novel in the early 2000s and probably it will never see the light of day. But I think my writing skills needed to mature in order for me to write a book that I felt was worthy of publication. And so um, I came back to this, um, these 60 pages in 2021. And I just thought, you know, there's some something here with the bones of it, the, the core of the story, <clears throat> but I needed it to be, I needed a totally different angle. Like I just completely you know, took it apart, put it back together and said, I'm going to turn this into a novel and I want it out in the world. And so I was very deliberate about the story. You know, when I first started writing it all those years ago, it was kind of a whiny story about a young woman who had chose to, chosen to be religious in, in Judaism, became an Orthodox Jew. And she was, you know, sort of lamenting her life. And I thought, this is boring. There are plenty of books out there where people don't like a religious lifestyle and want to leave it. I don't need to add to that. And so um, even though I had spent 10 years in the Orthodox community myself, and I no longer am, 
I wanted to, to show a positive identity and a positive experience with challenges that are realistic, but mm -hmm. uh, where she wants to preserve her choice um, and what can she do when that happens. So I was really deliberate in revising and building characters that were compelling and um, you know really felt like they came to life. And so yeah, so 2021 is when I really, you know, hit the ground running. Um, it was ready in 2022 and came out in 2023. So um, I was like, boom, boom, boom. And now that I have this, I'm going to write a book a year for the rest of my life. And so the next book is in revisions now. And, uh, you know, we'll see if I can keep up that pace. Isn't it funny how that works? It's it's literally addictive, and I and I've equated it once before to now. So I, this is this is a weird comparison. Bear with me, but um, I have no tattoos, and I and I know people who are tattooed, and they all say the same thing that once you get one, it's like an addiction, and you need more. So to me, book writing is is that that version of that that like once you write one you can't stop and and i and i know that from personal experience and obviously you know it too um when i wrote my the first one i i said okay good i'm good i got it out of my system i purged this this need this desire to write and publish a book and i thought i was done and and i kid you not and i'm sure you relate to this within you know maybe days or even a week or so i was like no 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 there's more there's more i've got to write more yeah. can't stop right well it's funny like i said earlier i mean i make sense of my world through writing so when i have you know i write a lot of creative nonfiction essays and those begin with a question like what do i think about this or what's going on here and so i just start to write you know, oftentimes it's it has to do with my relationships or my kids or whatever. And I'm like, what do I really think? And so my early drafts are super messy because I just don't know where it's going. But um, I just, I, I don't know what I think or believe until I've spent some time writing about it, exploring it, seeing, seeing where it takes me. And um, it's funny, I recently had hand surgery, just a little minor thing. But, you know, for a writer to have your right hand when you're a righty, you know, um, out of commission for a few weeks. And I realized like people were saying, well, can't you use like the dictation mode to to write? And I'm like, yeah, no, I think I think through my fingers on the keyboard. I think that's how I come to my ideas. And I'm like, I just have to take a few weeks off until I can type again, you know? You are my kindred spirit. I totally relate to that. And you're the first person, honestly, that I've met um, that has said the same thing because I've always said that I can, I tried it. I tried right. it and my brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> it just right, refuses. Right. right? Yeah, and so does that mean like you, so you heard the phrases plotter and pantser, yes. right? Uh, so that kind of makes you somewhat of a, a pantser, right? You just sit down and you're able to start writing pretty much. Well, yes, but I taught myself after writing Woman of Valor to be a plotter because mm. the problem was with Woman of Valor is that I was going through it blindly, which is what you do when you pants, which is my instinct. And mm -hmm. I I was like, well, what happened earlier with this character? Or, oh, remind me about this relationship. And so I ended up with like a document open beside the manuscript that was like mm -hmm. a very like crude outline of like, here are the characters and here are the connections and here's who they are and their hair color and whatever. And so when I started to write this next novel, I spent a whole month planning it out and doing character development. And I have these like huge staple documents now that are like all around me when I am writing because it keeps me on track and I still improvise, but at least I have a structure 
to work with. And right. I think it, I think I wrote it more quickly and more confidently because of it. So it's a, it's a learned skill for sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. I had to go back and do it too on a, on a series I wrote and I really, really regretted the way that I had done it. Cause it was basically like reread everything to get all the, the minutia really like the details, the color of, of the eyes, because in book one, it can't be different than book, you know, four or whatever, yeah. you know, or even in the same book. But, um, you also, um, you also help other writers. You're a writing coach. Yes. Um, tell me a little bit about that. So I did my MFA in creative writing in the 90s. And so that enabled me to teach at the college level at, you know, in all kinds of places. So I have been teaching since then, mostly at universities, but also adult classes. And when I decided I wanted to get serious about my own writing, I really deliberately shrank the marketing business and pivoted to teaching more so I could just be surrounded by writing all the time. So, you know, I, I kept a couple bread and butter clients just for, you know, revenue. But I, I said, well, let, if I'm going to work and I need to bring in the income, let me work with writers so that I'm completely immersed in that world. And, and I, I recalibrated my whole schedule so that my days begin with writing and then I work with clients in the afternoon. And so I've developed this whole business. Like I, I teach courses um, through writingworkshops.com and my own writing courses as well. And I've created programs called the Writers Community and Accountability Cohort that are ongoing and really put people in an intimate community um, so that they can get their writing done and get some solid feedback in a safe environment and a supportive community. And then I do work one-on-one -on -one with writers as well. And most of the time it's coaching them on improving their writing or planning out a book or um, building a practice. You know, I do occasionally take on editing clients, people who I've worked with a lot who say, hey, I've written a draft of a book. Can I hire you to do a developmental edit? And I I love working with them, but I actually don't love that work very much because it's a ton of reading and I, I give such detailed feedback that it just takes up my time. And um, so I'm rethinking that, to be honest, because yeah. I, I think you know there are people who do it and I've used developmental editors before and they're fantastic. But um, I think when you specialize in what you're doing, you do it better as opposed to going sure. wide and, and shallow. Yeah, absolutely. And and what, you know, all of the things you provide to aspiring writers and new writers is is so beneficial because I remember being out there and, you know, and I'm I'm a pantser in every phase of my life. And when I decided that I was going to write a book, I, you know, I just dove right in and then made lots of mistakes and everything. And, and, uh, you know, had I reached out to, to some type of mentor, um, I would have made life a lot easier for myself. So, you know, to be able to find people like you that can help people guide them on, on that whole journey and that whole process. Cause I think so many people start and they're so lost and they get discouraged and they put away something that they dreamed about doing and that, you know, matters to them. And yes. it's sitting in a drawer somewhere or on a file in their laptop somewhere and, and just collecting, you know, dust or, or proverbial dust. And, and they don't do it because they don't know how or where to get help. So I think it's awesome that you do that for people. It's so great. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love working with writers. And I'll tell you a story. I, a friend of mine said once, she's like, is there ever a point where you would say to someone, just stop writing because it's not good? And I was like horrified by the question because I thought, if first of all, if you want to write, you should write. 
and we can yeah. always improve our skills. So even if you don't start out really knowing a lot of the nuances and, and techniques, you can learn that. And right. not everybody is going to be a fabulous writer, but they can be proficient. And if they feel that mm -hmm. calling to get a story on the page, absolutely, they should heed it. So I can't imagine ever telling someone that they should just, you know, hang up their writing chops and, and their job. Right. And I think it's really um, what I've learned is, especially because a lot of women at midlife are coming to me in these classes and for coaching. And what I'm finding is that more than anything, it's about building confidence and self-esteem mm -hmm. because so many of us have been told, you know, well, that's a nice little hobby, but, you know, you can't really make anything from it and, you know, focus on something more important. And so, you know, you have that burning desire and then at midlife, you're like, okay, enough. Like I deserve to really do what I'm called to do, but I'm nervous because all these voices have been telling me for so many decades, it's not worth my time. So, so much of it is building up belief in self and that their voice matters and that they should spend time on this. And and what better person to to do that and foster that confidence and do it than you really because your story is is pretty great too. You are truly a self made woman, and you know just listening to you, I'm just I'm thinking to myself that woman is never bored. Like she is never bored for a single minute in her life, and I love that. It's so relatable that you know like it, there's so many things that you can do and be passionate about. And, and I think you're so right on the money with that, that, you know, women in, I call myself a woman of a certain age and I am a grandmother age. So I'm like, and it's true. It was much later in life where I finally had the confidence or the, the burgeoning of confidence to say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to do it. And, um, and so many people are, hitting that point in life and, and, you know, just need a little bit of guidance, a little bit of direction. And that, you know, like, Hey, listen, I've done it. I can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. And guess what? I have the tools uh, and the resources to help you do it. I mean, geez, what a life changer for, for people. I think it's so awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for all those kind words. I, I guess I am a self-made woman. I mean, um, and I come from an entrepreneurial family, so I had my parents' support and encouragement and um, I am not bored. And the funny thing about that is that my mom, when we were kids, she used to say that bored was like a four letter word. It was like a swear word, you know, I don't want to hear it. And so yeah. if we're bored and this was in the seventies and eighties when, you know, there's no social media, there's three TV channels and we couldn't right. always watch them and stuff. And she'd say, go find something to do. And for me, it was reading and writing. Um, yeah. If it wasn't, you know, playing in the field or whatever. Um, and, and I think that you're never alone if you have these characters and you, you know, like when I read a great book, I feel like I've gone on vacation and I just, I love it. It's, mm -hmm. it, there's so much to explore and discover for sure. Yes. Oh, that's so true. So true. What, um, what, what's like, do you have like a one go-to thing of advice that you tell your new and aspiring authors? Uh, what's that one thing? If there is one, I hate to put you, I don't like putting anybody on the spot, so we can cut this if we want, but yeah. Do you have like a, a one specific thing that you go to, to tell them for encouragement or, or just well, advice? Yeah, but probably more than one. So I don't know if I can ramble a little bit, but um, <laughs> you know, definitely, first of all, just write. Like if you want to write, yeah. just write, don't look for permission. Don't make excuses. Just, you know, write in the carpool line, write, you know, um, on the backs of napkins or, or even like, you know, dictate into your phone or whatever, um, just to get in the habit and exercising that muscle. Um, 
I, I have come to believe that you need a regular writing routine. And a lot of people fight me on that. And I used to fight me on that, but I also didn't write that regularly. So I've, I've learned that, you know, it, it really is a benefit. It becomes a habit. Um, but I also think surrounding yourself with other writers in a writing community of some sort is really important. And that's so easy to do now with all of our digital connections. And, you know, mm -hmm. I have people who come to my, I do a monthly write along that's free. It's the first Saturday of the month and anybody can sign up. And, um, you know, I have people from every time zone in the US, every side of Canada, Germany, England, Kosovo, India. So I've had people in the middle of the night somewhere just tune in so we could write together. And wow. it's really nourishing to be around other writers um, and to see that, that we're all connected over writing. So I think that's super important. Yeah, it's so true. Um, because as we well know, writing is such an isolated experience. Typically, you know, you're you're on your own, you're in your bubble and writing. And but then when you get to know other writers and build that community and become part of a community like that, you realize that all of the things that you're thinking, you know, the imposter syndrome stuff and the, you know, just simple questions and and doubts and anything that comes up and or just reassurance. Um, you you discover like this whole wealth of all of that and just simple understanding, you know, community. That's that's the uh, that's the word right there. And I love that you bring all of these people together from all over the place. That's just beyond cool. I love it. Love yeah, it. Love it's, it. It's amazing. It's really encouraging. So cool. Now tell me about your podcast. So the Make Meeting podcast started in 2018, and I really started it as an outgrowth of my marketing company. Um, I wanted to, and also, you know, I used to be a journalist, so I have this insatiable curiosity and I felt like a podcast made it okay for me to ask nosy questions and, and things like that. Um, and so I started by interviewing people who had fascinating stories and were driven by meaning and purpose and things like that. And um, so that, but it really began because a little bit more of a somber moment, but my dad was diagnosed with a um, terminal leukemia. And so I started doing the podcast uh, as a way to record his stories and really like he was always my inspiration. Um, and it aired the first episode with him on his 80th birthday, which we didn't know if he would live for. And he did. Um, he also saw his 81st birthday. And so he was on the one year anniversary. He was um, the mm -hmm. guest as well. Unfortunately, he died about seven months later. But um it really was started to capture those stories and make sure that in, inspirational people um, who had just done incredible things could share their experiences, their wisdom, um, their advice for people. And it's grown over the years. As my marketing business changed, I focused on interviewing people in the different niche audiences that I was working with. And then when I made this pivot more to focus on writing and working with writers, I changed the podcast. And now I focus exclusively on interviewing authors and people in publishing. And um, boy, I every single day I get um, a request from someone to be on the podcast, and I try not to say no. But like you know, we're recording now in October, and I have people booked through next July, mm. and I still have people I haven't responded to yet who I would like to get on the schedule. So that's really cool. Um, and yeah. yeah, I get to read a lot of cool books now too. Yes, isn't that awesome? I love that. It's so exciting. I have like I love my growing collection of of signed author copies. Yes. They're just such treasures, you know. Yeah. They really are. And 
And uh, I, I agree completely. It's so cool to hear other people's writing journeys, find the similarities, hear the differences too, and uh, and just to give them that opportunity, right? You know, because there's so many. Uh, I mean, as we know, there are so many authors out there. You know, some people will say that that, that it's uh, a saturated market, and I don't agree with that whatsoever. I think there can never be enough, never enough books, never yeah. enough writers, never enough stories, and yeah. and um, you know, and and to that, I also want to say for anybody watching, you know, if you're sitting there. Um, with a, a book in mind or a book on paper, however, wherever it is in, in your sphere, um, and you're thinking to yourself, eh, this, it's already been told or somebody's told the story better, you know, because our stories are relatable, you know, we have shared experiences, um, but nobody has your specific experience. Nobody has your exact story. So it should never be a deterrent to write it and write it simply because it's, it's in your heart to write it. And it's, it's a, a passion. You know, I, I, I just, I hate, and I know you're the same way. I hate hearing anybody being deterred from writing for, you know, whatever the reason is, I just, I, I can't stand it. So it's, uh, we're, we're so fortunate that we get to do what we get to do, give people that platform and, and that opportunity, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. I just think one of the things I've, that I've come to love about the fiction world that I'm in at least is the incredible support. Like there's no competition amongst my friends who are also authors. We all buy each other's books. We post about each other on publication day. Um, there, we all believe we have this abundance mentality that there is enough to go around. Like we're not in competition with each other. We are here to lift each other up. And unfortunately that's not the case in so many industries and in so many communities. And I just feel like, um, what a great place to be, you know, like wh why would I want to be anywhere else? It's, it's so cool to see that writers are just supporting other writers. Yes, absolutely. And, and that, and I, and I'll like piggyback on there. Not enough books, not enough podcasts either. So I don't care what anybody says. If there's, you know, oh, everybody's got a podcast. Yeah. Well, if you want one, you should have one too, because yeah. why not, you know, right. and why can't we support each other and encourage each other? And, you know, it's just, I mean, if you want to take it down to, you know, uh, kind of cliche saying it's just good karma it's just For good sure. karma you know there's, and there's no reason there's um you know there's no reason not to and and you know as a matter of fact i just want to make sure you know i'll be putting all the links for all of your stuff in there so everybody so i'm you're not gonna hurt my feelings if you're like okay elsa i'm tired of you i'm going over to watch that's okay i'm still gonna be around it's all good <laughs> we can send each other audience members and there's exactly enough, there's enough yeah. in the world. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's so true, you know, because people, they, that's what they're doing. When you put out a book, you want to, you know, this is what we do. We go out and we do our little press tour. And uh, <laughs> these days life is so easy. We get to do it like this and we don't have to travel if we don't want to. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't get easier than this. It's so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. Yes. Yes. Now uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of like bring it back around town here yeah. and go back to your books for a minute. Um, and if I if we didn't already say it, you are not only a, a fiction author, you're a nonfiction author and author of poetry as well. Correct? Yeah. 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 My MFA is sorry. Sorry. <laughs> My MFA is poetry. First. Poetry. It came first. Poetry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very so, yeah. very cool. I have two collections of poetry out. I have six nonfiction books. And then this novel is the first of what I hope will be many. Yes. It sounds like you said you've got one now that's in revisions. Is that right? 
Yep. So cool. Um, yes. Anything, uh, will a woman of valor get a, a sequel? Is it a standalone or undecided? You always well, get asked that, right? Yeah. It's funny because or like readers have already said, I want a sequel. I want to know what happens next with these characters. And I was like, oh, that's super cool. Thank you. That, that like really speaks to me. Um, maybe, maybe. I mean, I actually had originally envisioned it as the first of a series of three books, but not sequels necessarily, like um, a subsequent book that pulled out some of the secondary characters to focus on them. And when I mentioned this to a friend who was an early reader, he's like, no, 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 we want more on Sally and Barry. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, well, let me think about that. But right now I'm focused on the next book, which is not a sequel. It's not related to this, but it's a really, really fun story. So um, I want to get that in the world and then I'll see what comes after that. Very exciting. And when that one comes out in the world, I would love for you to come back and tell us about that one and share that with us. Um, I love it. And each one after that too, because uh, I'm excited. There's going to be a whole line of, of fiction books and so fun, fun, fun. <laughs> I will look forward to that, Elsa. And we'll become best friends. We'll talk about all of our books. I love it. Yes. I love it. We're going to have a blast. I love it. Guys, this has been Lynn Golodner. Please go check out her books. All the links are going to be in the show notes. So go check everything out. And if you're an author, um, go get on the podcast too. You got a little bit of a wait, but that's okay. It'll be well worth it. So yeah. get on over there. Awesome. Thank you. So <laughs> oh, Lynn, thank you. Thanks again for being on the show, guys. Take care and we'll see you in the next episode.